having girlfriends, like a, like a girlfriend that'll cheer you on when you're winning and will hold space for you when you're down. Both of those things are really freaking important because it's easy for someone to hold space when you're down. But then if you're doing well, a lot of the times it's not that easy to be happy for your friend when they're doing well because we all have these sisterhood wounds and these this jealousy inside of us. Welcome to The Madeline Show. to the Madeline show. Thank you. It's oh, great I'm to so be happy here. You're here. Yay. Oh, you guys, this is a long time coming. This is my friend Kate. We've known each other for a long, long time. Her artist name is Saramaya. You can find her online as Saramaya on Spotify. Her music is astounding. You actually just listened to it because she made the intro. That is her voice and like <laughs> over a hundred instruments for this podcast. Um it was actually like a soul song experience. Kate offers this amazing service, um, quite a few different services. This one specifically is for music that is unique and created specifically to your vibration as a human. And so I came to Kate because I, she's, you guys, her voice is insane. Obviously you just listened and I knew I wanted her to do my podcast music, but I had no idea what I wanted. Literally no idea, which meant no one else could do it but her because she <laughs> knows me. I'm like, can you please create a song that is like me, that sounds kind of like these other songs that I really actually don't like these other songs, but I kind of want little bits from all these other songs, but I want it to be different and I want it to be like me. And I had all of these like outrageous requests actually, and she nailed it she nailed it didn't she i'm so happy to have you here um can you please tell us a bit about yourself and um then i would like to talk about our friendship and our relationship and how it is the way it is today and why that's so important for every person to have someone like you and i have with each other oh thank you so much thanks for that wonderful introduction yeah my name is kate but i go by sarah maya on the stage and um, as an artist in the world and moving through the world. And music has been, and art have always been big inspirations in my life. And honestly, lifelines, like it's pulled me through every transition in life. It has brought me to higher states of thinking and expression. It's brought me to connect with and have amazing relationships with people all around the world. And it's the form of art and expression that I just have always felt the most resonant with. And I started when I was a little kid, like four years old, <laughs> playing piano, grew up in a very musical family, and was blessed to be able to study music pretty regularly throughout my entire life. And around the world, like spending time in Central America, Mexico, other places in Latin America, learning to songs in different languages, um, in different styles and 
throughout my life and experience, I've just learned that music is the great connector of humans. It's a universal language, and it is something that can immediately transport people to the present moment or to a distant memory and make it feel equally alive in their body and soul. And it's just such a pleasure to be able to work with people in creating songs that feel like they are really true to and singing to their soul and also to mm. be able to have an ability to express myself as an artist in the world today. Oh man. Yeah. And what you do is actually quite rare. You were full-time musician, performer, gigs lined up, traveling the world, doing festivals, all the things. You just got back from Burning Man where you performed. And during 2020, when no one was performing anywhere, you took that opportunity to learn production. And so now you get to combine your skill sets, like your inherent and learned and genetic skill sets that you have for music now combined with this hard skill set that you really like you studied and you put your <laughs> mind to and you learned and you you struggled through because it wasn't what you wanted to do necessarily like no artist wants to learn how to market themselves or or mix their own music like they want to just do their art they want to paint they want to sing but you added that skill set that has opened now like an entire new universe not only for yourself but for other people like like me like I got to be a recipient of that amazing product and it's just like, how are you just thinking while you were talking, like, how are you so good? Like, what music do you listen to? Like, how, how your voice is so amazing. Like the way you mix music. I don't even know if I'm using the right words, mix music. Um, but it's, it's so unique. Like, how, how are you that good? Can you, can you explain <laughs> it to us? How did you get here? How did I get here? That's a, what music I listen to is a fantastic question because I listen to so many different genres and I also have really relied on my ear for my life um, and I think that this helps with the way that I understand music and understand the world and listen to the world is really through my ear um, I hear music in my head all day long I hear one song and I immediately think of another song that would go in the same key or could be mixed together like a DJ set I will go for a walk and I'll hear distant birds and sing along to their melodies in my head or sing a harmony to them in my head. It's just like a constant <laughs> churning inside of me. But yeah. I really think that what got me here is a blend of things. I think that the environment that I grew up in was really supportive of it. The ability to have the time and space as a child to practice and have a family that was supportive of me practicing and like wanted to see me succeed in that because they also had a, a vested interest in music as musicians themselves and also just the pure obsession <laughs> just being obsessed with music like I love discovering new artists I love learning about the creative process of other artists I love learning where people draw their inspiration, how they came to the lyrics, what was going on in their life to create such a moving piece of art that I feel so connected to. Or, you know, we've all had that experience of going through heartbreak and hearing a song and feeling like 
we're no longer alone. Somebody else knows exactly how I'm feeling in this moment or of falling in love, like the two cliches, but somebody Mm -hmm. putting words to an experience that is so indescribable and sometimes otherworldly, but there's a way to create that expression through music that even if you don't speak the language, you can understand the feeling of it behind, behind Mm -hmm. that. So Mm -hmm. another part that I think that brings what I do to the level that it's at is being an empath and being super sensitive to my own emotions and other people's emotions, because I truly believe that a musical artist is an alchemist of emotions that they are able to translate a feeling inside of a body into something that is outside of the body. And many Mm -hmm. artists do that. Dancers do that. They translate emotion through the movement of their body. A painter can do it through imagery or through movies or whatever else there might be. But Mm -hmm. those are the big reasons. And another reason being time and nature. (laughs) Mm. really I think is a huge element of my musical process and creative inspiration is spending time in nature, um, spending time in my 20s living off grid in the jungle, having time to intentionally not have access to be able to go on YouTube and look something up or go on Spotify or Apple Music and look up a song. I just had to spend more time in the silence of the sounds around me that were very, very alive, like insects at all hours and different types of birds and different monkeys and just really tuning into the natural rhythms that I was hearing. I don't know if some of the listeners here have ever heard of binaural beats, but being in the jungle and hearing the cicadas and the insects at night, it is nature's binaural beat, just hearing the waves between your ears of these really wild low and high frequencies it puts you into like a very meditative and relaxed state if you can hear it in that way (laughs) yeah I've, I've been to Costa Rica and so I I know what you're talking about um even in Michigan, because there's not that many bugs in Alaska. So coming back to Michigan and just hearing, actually watching my dog triggered me to really listen. Because every time we go outside, he's just like pointing because there's squirrels and there's birds and there's bugs and they're all going off, making different noises at this at the same time. And I, I don't think I really noticed it here until I left. Um, but coming from Michigan to Costa Rica back in the day, I will, I will never forget those sounds. Oh my gosh. It's like, like if you were to go on YouTube and find yourself a video of like the nature sounds in Costa Rica, you'd have to times that by like a hundred. And that's what it's like actually living there, like trying to sleep (laughs) all the noises. And maybe there's like little bugs also like actually crawling next to your head. (laughs) It can be pretty intense. Yeah. So we were friends through, let's see, I met you after you did your study abroad in high school, um, or was that in between high school and college? I met you in college. I spent a year in Mexico in high school, and then I spent Mm -hmm. uh, six months. My first university was in Spain, and then Mm -hmm. we met, I believe, in a philosophy of religion class, Mm -hmm. because we're both drawn to the mystical... (laughs) Yep. Elements of life. 
Yep, and then we went and sat at that little restaurant on the floor and ate sushi um, at Northern Michigan University. Do you remember? I do. Remember that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, neither of us lasted too long there. <laughs> <laughs> but our friendship has held this test of time. Seriously. Oh, and even what's crazy is you would, yeah, right, you'd be off grid for like half a year and we wouldn't talk for, I mean, we probably went over a year without talking. I'm just going to guess. Um, but we recently rekindled stronger than ever. Um, and this was even after you, cause you came through Aspen and did a show. You had organized your own tour. Um, and you came and did a show at our house, which was so cool. And just like empowering and inspiring to see you just like going for it and not I mean, maybe you did did care, but it seemed like you were going to do it no matter what, whether or not you made enough money along the way, like you were going to keep going, you were going to find a way to make it happen. And that was really inspiring for me because at that point I was um, waitressing and I don't, I think I was probably also, I probably had business cards that said I was an art manager for an artist, but I don't think I'd ever sold a piece of work um, to date. <laughs> so um, I was like a budding entrepreneur and just watching you go for it, like throughout my, the rest of my college years as well. Cause I, I went off and finished up at another school and then Kate did life school. Um, <laughs> AKA I dropped out of college people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't recommend college unless you want to do something that's going to allow you to pay back all of those loans or like go be something that requires a college degree, which a lot of things don't. Anywho, yeah. um, it, it's, yeah, right. There's a lot of other ways to learn things. Um, and it's been really cool to watch you learn so many different things. I mean, since I've known you, you've been, you've been a chef, you've performed at major festivals. Um, you've, and now you're offering unique and different services as well to the world. And I'm just so blessed to have you in my life and to be able to just go spans of time without talking, which I hope we don't do that again, because we've been pretty, pretty tight for this last year, which has been cool. Really cool to have you in my corner. Um, and something we were just talking about, you guys, before we recorded this is that having girlfriends, like a, like a girlfriend that'll cheer you on when you're winning and will hold space for you when you're down. Both of those things are really freaking important because it's easy for someone to hold space when you're down. But then if you're doing well, a lot of the times it's not that easy to be happy for your friend when they're doing well, because we all have these sisterhood wounds and these, this jealousy inside of us and being with you. Well, you, I'll, I'll just let you, you say it. I don't want to take words out of your mouth, but um, yeah. it's been really great for me. Well, I agree with that too. You know, I've, I definitely have had experiences in life where there's dishonesty or someone who's pretending to be a friend, but really is doing something for their own gain. And you're one of the few friends in my life that I've known for so long and that's watched my life path change and get more and more crystal clear and more and more focused and directed and has always been there to support and cheer on and be excited when I have good news to share and also be there if I'm like really struggling because it's hard to be an entrepreneur and it is also 
hard to be an artist who's ultra, also an entrepreneur because yeah, you know, if, hard. if you have a business that's not really associated with you, let's say you own a laundromat, you can kind of be hands off sometimes or it's not intrinsically about you unless you're somebody mm-hmm. who's like really obsessed with suds and laundry. Yeah, or but, anything. You make soap, you you run a restaurant, like anything where right. you're not selling yourself as a brand. Right. But as an artist, as a musician, you're selling your soul. You're you're advertising your soul. You're you're literally um, distilling your soul into an experience for people. So it can be incredibly vulnerable and the most rewarding thing when you're able to connect people genuinely that are like fuck yes this is what I've been wanting I need Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. and so having you in my life as somebody who is genuinely there to support not just the highlights but the lowlights as well is uh, such a beautiful gift and has been really healing for those past experiences in life where that hasn't been the case with women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I would, I would, I, so when I was younger, I thought I just didn't realize how hard it would be to make friends when I was older. <laughs> and you'd think that like everyone kind of grows up and grows out of the like mean girl, catty, jealousy, whatever it is. Um, yeah all of those things and more vibes um but I feel like we get to a point in life where we go we either walk away from that and we heal it we alchemize it or we go deeper into it so what I found is that like being able to reconnect with you and hold on to friendships that I've had for a long time has been really awesome as I navigate this world including the online world of like okay growing my community I want to meet more people but there's still a part of me that has a has a wall up I would say like I haven't fully healed my sisterhood wound. Um, I don't know if I ever will, um, but I don't need a million friends. Um, I love you and the ones that I have. And I think the older I get and the deeper my current friendships get, the more easier maybe it'll be to open up to new experiences. I'm not really sure. What are what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I find it's easy to meet people when I'm in motion. (laughs) When I'm traveling around, it feels Mm -hmm. sometimes easier to meet people than when I'm in a a routine and staying in place and have an established life because you just, it takes effort beyond your day to day to go out and seek those experiences. Whereas when traveling, you're already kind of in these new experiences, doing different things, running into different types of people. Mm -hmm. and that's yeah historically for myself it's always been very very easy to meet people when I'm traveling or when I'm performing and sharing my gifts in an audience because there's a lot of eyes and people that are seeing me that then afterward I can go hang out with because they want to chat and make a bunch of new friends yeah and you I feel like when you meet someone during like a soul a soul shaking experience um whether that's like good or bad right so you're traveling you're doing new things you experience these new things together you're performing someone has a, an emotional reaction to your music and you guys connect those bonds I I've noticed do tend to last and they tend to be really strong and like vulnerable and real um and that just with the little bit of traveling that I've done and like 
just the people that I've connected with during certain highs and lows in my life, when you can see someone's soul like in a raw experience, whether it's through music or through an emotional high or low, that tends to be a pretty good indicator of like who the person is. And you almost like you have this thing that that sticks. And sometimes those people are the ones that you can go a year or two without seeing and then run into again or call. And it's like, like the spark ignites again because you guys already connected at that soul level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've not done as much traveling as you, but from the traveling that I've done, that's at least what I have what I have seen to be true, um, or just different types of traveling. When I was actually, we kind of traveled during the same phases of, during the same times of our life. I was out like climbing mountains and you were in the jungle. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why like we would go months without talking because neither of us had cell service. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Do you have um, dreams and ambitions to travel more as soon as you can? Or what's, where are you taking your yeah, your visions these days for your life and business? For my life and business, I do foresee traveling and being able to be remote with the work that I do, not only with production, but also with coaching other people and tapping into their creative and sensual nature. And of course, performing and playing music in different places around the world, letting the music guide. And I feel now with, um, with the time over COVID, just really the past about three years that I've been studying production, I feel to a place where I can now do it from a different place. Like I don't have to be in my home studio. I can be somewhere else with a little setup and maybe a, a wow. room with a view of some beautiful warm water. <laughs> yeah, that's liberating. That's why you did this in the first place. It's cool to be at that point, huh? Yeah, you know, and encouragement for anyone else who's embarking on a journey that they know is necessary for their creative channel to just open up and for more inspiration to be able to flow through them for more ideas to be materialized faster just do it just do the work mm -hmm. it'll be so worth it even when it's really frustrating and hard and confusing it's so rewarding to know that you've done that work and that you are able to now for lack of a better word, like manifest your ideas more quickly. Like if I have an idea, mm -hmm. a musical idea in my brain, now I have the skills and the tools to immediately get it out. Whereas before it would have just stayed there and I could have used the instruments that I do play, but if it was a sound or a style that I didn't know how to play or didn't have access to that instrument, it just stayed there and slowly dissolved into a memory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that really allowed you to be the business owner that has control over what, over your sound, over what's being released. Otherwise, you have to partner with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Having that autonomy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a huge message for artists and creatives out there. Um, it, it is hard to learn the sales and the marketing and whatever if you're in music or film or whatever it is um it's it's difficult to start to learn and utilize the things that aren't inherent to your abilities or maybe not the part that you love the most but what you will love 
is the autonomy. What you will love is the, the finished product and the freedom that it allows. Because when you start working with someone else, like when I was selling art and agenting and coaching artists, I was teaching them how to be their own, their own agent so that they didn't have to go and get an agent. Because when you get an agent, you're giving away, you don't even meet your contacts. You're giving away 50% at least. And you're just hoping that you maybe one day get to break into a gallery or a museum or whatever it is that you want. And you can actually have all those things without the agent. And so it's up to you. Um, working with people's rewarding for sure. There's a lot of agents that will get you things a lot quicker um, or just in general things that you could not yourself. Um, but like what have you what have you learned through this, this journey, Kate, of, of doing something that was uncomfortable um, before you before you saw the light on the other side? Like what, what was that like just taking that production class that you maybe didn't love right away? Mm. Well, I was taking production class and also very blessed to live with uh when i first moved to california i lived with two incredible producers who've been doing it for decades between the two of them and were masterful of their craft that like you can do it here do you need some help Mm. here and i felt like i learned a lot faster just by absorbing and really watching over their shoulder like what was their workflow what was their process for getting an idea out and fleshing out that idea um and you've also been instrumental to the process Mm. because Um, last year I took Madeline's build the business program because I was unsure of how to really package this new skill and offering in a way that it isn't normally done in the music industry. Like you can, I could take it many ways. I could just decide to be a full-time touring artist. I could decide to be somebody who creates music only for sync libraries, meaning, um, libraries that are full of music that um, producers choose for TV shows or for movies or for commercials. Or I could go the route of teaching only and teaching students music full-time. Or I could do something different. And Madeline has been really helpful in helping me figure out what that something different means and what it looks like and what it could look like and how it could Mm -hmm. look successful. And just learning more from you about networking and how to speak about what I do and how to put myself into experiences and opportunities and like position myself really for success in the way that I define success. So for me, something that's really important is genuine connection with people that I work with and just with anyone that I'm in relationship with. And another important thing is working with women and uplifting women and, and uplifting their voices. So I've had the opportunity to, with my production work, almost, I think, solely working with women so far, (laughs) which has felt really good, like seeking out the opportunities, reaching out to different women that I know that could use a little music, a little creative transformation in their life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome to have you as a friend and as a client and as a cheerleader and it's been really fun to be able to connect you with some of the people that I know that you can help and 
it just, it feels awesome to be able to facilitate that connection and to introduce you to a potential future client. And then also I feel really awesome, like representing you in a sense when I'm pitching you to these different people, like, oh, my friend Kate could really help you. Um, Cause I, I believe it and I know it. I know, I know that they need you. I know that you could really help them. And I mean, there's no one that I know that does what you do with, with the heart and soul and integrity and intention behind it. Like you really are the whole package and that, that epic, like a plus level communication that you bring to the table as a business owner is really difficult to, to train someone how to do. And you have that, like I back you 100%. And like, there's been people that I've represented where I like, I'm like, okay, you definitely can't meet the client. (laughs) That's like why I started Aspen Art Collective to like teach artists how to be CEOs. Cause a lot of them, I was like, I'm not introducing you to the client and that's okay. But with, with you, I am just like, like you, yeah. I mean, and anyone listening to this, you guys have already listened to the music and you can feel it. You have no idea what this girl is capable of. Like, go <laughs> find her online. And Kate, can you tell us about like some of the other services that you offer other than soul songs? Talk, yeah. We can talk a little bit about the soul song too. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on something that you just mentioned around communication because that is mm. something that is forever growth edge always can be better at communication always can be better at communicating uncomfortable conversations navigating difficult client relationships and really being impeccable with the word and i'm not saying i'm perfect but i will say i've definitely learned a lot over the past gosh 10 years of life around communication and the importance of speaking out your desires and being as clear and concise as possible and taking responsibility for your word. That's something that I work with people on as well. I do a lot of voice coaching, but from a very broad and holistic lens, from public speaking to people that want to learn how to sing to touching on elements of communication, interpersonal communication, or how you're communicating with the world. And more recently, in the past few years, my own personal studies of sexuality and sensuality and alternative dynamics for relating in interpersonal relationships have helped greatly in understanding the connection between the voice and our ability to communicate and our ability to express ourselves freely and our sexuality. They are intrinsically linked with each other. Mm -hmm. So my passion right now is working with clients both as, you know, one service being as a musician, as a producer, and another offering that I have is as a sensuality coach and helping people tap into their own sexual and sensual energy, understanding how to communicate that with the world in a way that feels really in alignment with them and how to use that energy to spark their creativity and also enhance their relationships, enhance the work that they're doing in the world, using that to come from a heart-centered space. And Mm. that's just been really 
a lot of fun to see transformations and people feeling more tapped into and connected with their own innate sensual energy because it mm. shifts everything. When you feel really good in your body and you feel safe to express yourself, it changes mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. It'll help. It'll help many of you learn what you want also. Um, cause I know for myself, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm unique, but not that unique. There's other people that experienced what I've experienced, which is like a blocked throat chakra for m- much of my life. And I was told to s- stop talking all the time when I was younger and, um, just was, I was always like this charismatic person that was, had no fear of saying what I wanted, but we all have something that happened when we were younger that kind of shapes who we are today. And I had to, I had to open up that throat chakra and learn how to speak my truth. And the only way to do that was to start speaking. You have to start talking if you're like me. And I will actually like life coaches when I have life coaches. Kate was actually my life coach. She's my first life coach. I forgot to mention that. Um, sometimes the coach just sits on the other end of the screen and I just talk the whole time and they're like, did I even help you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, so much. Like I figured everything out because I let myself talk. And so if you have, if you can feel any sort of like resistance, whether it's in the bedroom or the freaking boardroom, like for not being able to fully express what you want to say or not even knowing what is you, what is truly coming out of you and what maybe has just been programmed to come out of you your whole life Kate is your girl she will help you with that I'm so certain because I know her and there are so many people that that need that work because if you can't express yourself then you don't know yourself and then what is what is this life if you're not figuring out who you are Mm -hmm. and once you figure yourself out then we can make some music about it Yeah, then you're gonna have a soul song. Oh gosh, once you figure yourself out, then you get to then you get to start enjoying life. Because until you know who you are, you're living life by other people's terms. You might even be building a business for someone else without knowing it, like I did. <laughs> when I built my golden prison, I call it Aspen Art Curation. Amazing business. Was doing it to make other people proud and happy. Not the life I wanted to live at all. And I didn't even know because I was so in it. And so it really does take somebody else in your corner to to help you see what you cannot for your own life. It might be clear as day to the other person, but to you it's it's a fog or an overwhelm or you have these blinders on. I mean, I think it's I think it's common knowledge now that like other people can can see inside of you things that you can't see in yourself, but I mean that's the reason for coaching. Mm-hmm. It is so powerful and it's really powerful to have someone that's not your family member or your partner doing that. Um, having friends co- as a coach, I think is great. I think if you have the right boundaries, a contract, everything in place, and it gets to be a professional relationship, I think it's beautiful to have a friend coach you because they know you, you almost like you can get deeper quicker and, um, yeah, like really like open up and be and be vulnerable and then get to the, the, the cause, the root, whatever it is that you're there in coaching for yeah. to be alchemized. Yeah. Hey there, how are you enjoying the show? I've got a quick message to share with you from our sponsor and then I'll be right back. Are you an entrepreneur that does things differently? <laughs> just like me. Maybe your business is untraditional or non-conventional. Your work uniquely you. Maybe you even see a little bit of you in me. 
the way you create and sell is going to look differently within the many seasons of your life as you grow. Developing balanced masculine and feminine energies in your brand allows for inevitable change over the years. The transitions happen flawlessly. Learn the strategy behind Go With The Flow and create the systems that allow you to live your dream life now because success isn't a thing you get, it's a feeling you can have today. Sign up for Build The Biz, my signature business course, teaching you the energetics of entrepreneurship at themadelineshow.com. So Kate, tell us a little bit about your experience with coming to this point of offering sensuality coaching as a service because in my mind that would be kind of like a like a scary thing to launch I mean kind of it's like very vulnerable it's so needed um but I for yeah like that I can I can just feel like in, inside of me that that would have been like a huge challenge. Maybe there's something in me I'm not fully expressing because like just seeing you and your raw power and like having, yeah, having you speak about things that you clearly know a lot about and feel so sound in, it's almost like a little tr- like triggering for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, like she knows herself so well. Like I got some work to do. So like, how did you get to this point where you're so solid and secure in your service offerings to the world? Practice. <laughs> Just doing it. And also this is new. This, this I feel is a very recent uh, becoming and development just because of realizing the connection between creativity and sexuality in my own life and really going through that process in my own life first before wanting to share it or bring mm. other people into that space. But I feel incredibly comfortable with my own sexuality and it wasn't always that way, like growing up. And even still, sometimes I, you know, we're surrounded by social media and we're surrounded by images of people that look differently than we do. And no matter how our body looks, there's always a message incoming or being bombarded that we should be differently, look differently, act differently, all of these different things. Really, no matter what shape or size you are, mm-hmm. your hair color, your eye color, how big your lips are, it's always this message of like, well, you should be different than that. You should do this instead. You should make that smaller. You should make that bigger. And Mm -hmm. deconstructing those beliefs and how they have played out in my own life and played out in my own thought processes and played out in the the way that I move through the world has been um, a process, like many, many years. And still, even today, things come up. I feel like it's really a never-ending peeling of the onion, like layers back of getting even more and more comfortable in our own bodies and in our own skin because Mm. we are continually growing. Like we discover who we are and then we discover something more about ourselves. It's a never ending process. So I think just the practice and consistency and the dedication and the devotion to understanding myself as best I can in this life um, has been 
an incredibly important step in being able to offer this from a space of groundedness and integrity. Um, mm. But also, like, I've, I've always been somebody who really enjoys playing in my sensual energy, like dressing up or dancing or listening to sexy music, love R&B <laughs> all day. Like that Silk Sheets playlist on Spotify. Mm. Like I love just feeling that energy and playing with that and being able to help people now tap into that energy in themselves and in their relationships is mm-hmm. so fulfilling because it is just making people feel good and making people understand how to tap into pleasure in their own body and with others and and feel really grounded in that and then using that energy for the other creations in their life what else are they mm. wanting to bring that flirtatious and magnetic energy to whether it is a business or whether it is on a date or whether it is on an art piece that you're doing or whether it is when you're driving to the store and you just want to have a better experience driving to the store knowing yeah. how to tap into that energy yeah wow and so what would a client experience on the other side of the coaching container can, do you have words for the can you sell us on the transformation with that desire-based marketing we learned and build the biz as opposed to pain point marketing <laughs> juicy you feel more Mm. juicy in life and in your body (laughs) okay if you get what I'm saying more turned on more empowered and able to communicate your desires like you said in the bedroom and the boardroom Mm -hmm. knowing more about what you want how to get it and how to create the space to receive it and really Mm -hmm. open up the space in your life in your body, in your heart, in your mind to receive those delicious things that you've been asking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, man, I love that. When, when you talked about driving to the grocery store, there's two different ways you can drive to the grocery store. Okay. And so here's the, here's the first person. This is the person that needs to work with Kate. And then I'll describe the person that has already worked with Kate. <laughs> so before you work with Kate, you drive to the grocery store and you're thinking, oh, I got to get to the grocery store. I only have 20 minutes and oh, grocery stores are so gross. Oh, I'm going to have to like do hand sanitizer after. And oh my God, this stinking car, my back is hurting. And oh man, I can't believe I have to do this. I, I want this nice steak, but I'm going to have to get the cheaper steak because I'm on a budget. And hopefully I get home before traffic hits. Okay. So does that sound familiar? That would be before working with Kate. After working with Kate, <laughs> you're driving to the grocery store and you are so dang grateful that you have a vehicle to go to the grocery store. And that you have the ability to buy groceries, even if it's not all the groceries that your heart could ever desire. You get to feed yourself and you even get to like pick out things that you love. And oh my gosh, this music that's on is turning me on. Holy crap, this is so cool. Look at the colors outside. Wow. The leaves are changing on the trees. I love Michigan. What a nice day. Same person, same car. Same activity, completely different experience. Do you see how one will drain you? Do you feel drained at the end of the day? Anyone listening to this? Do you feel drained during the day? Do you feel drained doing the things you have to do during the day? Because you don't have to. 
You don't have to. And Kate is going to teach you how you can literally get turned on by flipping a light switch. Like, <laughs> like everything in life gets to be juicy, <laughs> including you. <laughs> including you. <laughs> Was that accurate? I haven't done sensuality coaching with you, but that's what I imagine it being like. Yeah, and I would probably add you'd be dancing more in the car, mm. singing more in the car. Maybe uh, don't text and drive, but maybe somebody's on your Bluetooth and you're having a nice conversation. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right? Vehicles are an experience to connect even with other people. Well, that is just, I'm just, I like see when I'm like looking at you here on the screen, I'm like seeing all of the different I don't want to say versions of you because you're the same person, but just like your path, dude, going from <laughs> didn't didn't you have like a like a boyfriend in high school and like you learned Spanish and like from there, like then you started singing in Spanish and then you moved to Costa Rica and then you were a chef and started traveling like it's it's kind of maybe all different when you talk about it like that. But the thread is there like you are the thread and all the all of these different experiences has shaped you into this like amazing beautiful mature woman that I'm looking at right now <laughs> that I met in college oh gosh I wonder what we were wearing probably some like crazy flowy hippie we were outfits. super hippies super <laughs> duper hippies I think wasn't I like making com we were like making kombucha in the dorms yeah I, was... I think you like catnip burning catnip or something oh <laughs> yeah smell. oh my gosh drinking catnip I don't recommend that but it's a thing also <laughs> yeah I think I had a, a couple sleep. I think I had a couple boyfriends that helped me learn Spanish better but I I learned I think I studied I studied French in high school and then I went to Mexico didn't know any Spanish and learned on the ground and dated a couple Mexican men down there <laughs> that'd be helpful yeah um what okay what were your when we were just young little hippies in college before yeah before becoming students of life I did graduate I will say I graduated early um but I never I had a corporate job for three months I I, I got a lot out of school but I I did it that way I created my own program um I did not conform <laughs> just put it at that uh so what what were your goals for life? Like when we were in college, what did you think you'd be doing now? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, but I also felt that I, but that staying where I was in college was not the right place for me to help figure out that path. Uh, at the time I was studying environmental studies and sustainability because I love nature. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And before that, I'd been studying international relations and diplomacy because I love to travel. And I thought that mm -hmm. that could equal me traveling to foreign countries and living there. And then I quickly realized that my life was not meant to be fitting inside of a business suit. And I also, through studying environmental studies and sustainability, I got a little disheartened by learning about the earth but not actually being outside and touching the earth and working with the earth so I dropped out and I studied permaculture I was studying mm -hmm. permaculture design and decided to travel to Costa Rica had an opportunity to live off-grid at a couple of different not 
communes and not intentional communities. It was more like a group of people had purchased a large swath of land together and they had their individual homes and spaces and gardens, but they had um, like a communal garden and a communal kitchen area when they had events. So they'd have like 80 or 100 people come through for an event. And that taught me way more, just learning about the plants from different herbalists and people that were making their own medicine and their own food and preserving and storing their stuff and building everything from the materials and the resources that were around them. It's hard work, but it's so inspiring. And through that, you know, I took a few years off of studying music in college, but it was always there. Like I was always living in homes with majority of the roommates were guys and we'd have these funk jams or just invite people over and play music on the weekends. So I was always around music, but I, it took me, it took me until probably the age of like 21 or 22, I think 21 when I realized that it was a, a gift that I had practiced so much in life and that I had a gift that was given to me in this life as well. And that I needed to nurture and honor that and respect that and put more energy and time into that because there are some people in life who desire that gift and they put a lot of time and energy and it doesn't come to the result that they want. That's not to say to give up on something. It's more so to say, look at what you are naturally gifted at and lean into that because it will bring you magic. And I was really afraid for the majority of my life to sing in front of anybody (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, I really didn't start singing until my 20s. I, whenever I would sing, I would start to cry. It's as weird as it sounds, but I would sing just a single note, almost like a tone. And I would just feel tears welling up. Not like I was sad, but it just felt like an emotional release of some sort. Like I was hitting a chord inside me that felt really, really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So that took time to just work through and understand why is this such an emotional experience for me to sing? Why can't I sing in front of people? And coming to the understanding of that, um, internalizing what the world says about women and their voices and moving through that and moving through experiences where I didn't speak up or didn't feel like I could speak my truth was all a part of opening my voice to be able to sing and then deeply emotionally connect with other people through my voice. Mm. And I wanted to follow that. So I didn't really have a clear path of where I wanted to be after college, but I knew that the important things were community and connection Um, learning skills that would support my autonomy and sovereignty. So learning about plants that could support me, how to grow my own food, how to build, how to shelter, like these root skills. And also music and art. And didn't know what it would look like, but I knew that those three were going to be important. Mm. So how... Do you discern what is important to you in life if you don't know exactly what you want to do um, throughout all the noise 
and the programming that happens through our childhood to youth to early adulthood and college how how do you when I say discern I mean like distill figure out mm-hmm. what it is that you actually want in your life well if someone has the resources and there are of course a lot of other free resources I think a big help is therapy you know, mm. and or working with a coach or a counselor to help mm-hmm. you move through those thoughts, move through those behaviors, understanding patterns in your life or beliefs that may have been s- sort of placed upon you by your environment that you've grown up in. Uh, let's say you grew up in a household where everyone is always telling you to shut up. Mm-hmm. There's some unpacking to do there and there's, obviously a reason why it might be harder for you to speak and there might be other things going on that are good to process with someone who's a professional or can help you understand those things and how to shift those behaviors so it doesn't matter if you've had a traumatic past or not I think that therapy is really incredible just for having a sounding board of somebody who can help you understand your thoughts better and help you cut through the noise of what society says and what's actually true to you and helping you figure out how to come to that awareness yourself. Another would Mm. be just getting quiet, spending time again, nature, (laughs) spending time in nature, going for walks and not clogging your ears with your headphones, just being in silence, meditation, finding those quiet, still moments, and also taking notice if you feel really uncomfortable in those moments. Yep. Yeah. Watch yourself get silent and then go and just like, you have to hide your phone because you will subconsciously go to grab for something. Mm-hmm. For those of you that are just listening, I'm like moving my hand all over the screen, pretending like I'm grabbing my phone. Um, it's insane. I mean, start with just turning your notifications off. You will be shocked at how often your your subconscious brain and body goes to distract yourself from what from your own thoughts from silence the uh, it's it's not natural where we're at right now in life to have anything we want at any moment i mean just to, the fact that like now that i'm in michigan and there's like amazon same day delivery like a couple hours like if i needed aluminum foil which i would never well, i don't even know why i said that i would not buy <laughs> aluminum foil but if i was a different person that used aluminum foil <laughs> i could have Amazon deliver it to my door in two hours. It's crazy. And if I had an idea of something I wanted to learn or do, I could grab my phone and watch it on YouTube and speed it up times two and actually watch it in half the amount of time that it was recorded in. And we need to remember that when we have a thought, it doesn't mean you initially have to go take action. I'm a big fan of action taking, but I'm an even bigger fan of of being. Of, of being. Because if you're taking actions based on someone who you aren't tr- truly are. <laughs> Does that make sense? When you, are, when you are making moves out of a place that is not in integrity with who you are and what you want in life, you run frantically in the wrong direction and you burn yourself out. It doesn't matter if you're in business or life, whatever it is. And so if you can spend time being, and I love how Kate brings up nature. You don't have to be in the jungle. You can just go outside in the morning, put your feet on the ground barefoot. That's that's great. 
You could be silent in your apartment. Turn your Wi-Fi off. Turn your phone off. You could start by just turning notifications off. We don't have to be notified every single time someone wants something from us. This is something I like hammer home with my clients and with family members that are burnt out and stressed out and they don't know why. And it's like, well, we have these things called phones where people can reach us. And if we feel the need to respond every single time someone's trying to get a hold of us, that's actually not a response. That's a reaction. And so if you want a reactive body, a reactive central nervous system, if you want to constantly be on edge in fight or flight, wondering who's going to ping you next, keep your notifications on. Or you can turn them off and have scheduled time or just check your phone and your email, whatever it is, whenever it fits into your day of being. It's very difficult to do. I still, I mean, I've got the whole phone thing on lock. Most people can't even get a hold of me. But still... I have ideas. I'm an entrepreneur. I have bipolar. My mind is crazy. And I am constantly reaching for more, more education, more entertainment. And I'm watching it all happen like an eagle. <laughs> it's pretty wild. And so I think just noticing is the first step, kind of like an AA, like awareness. But yeah, being, being aware, like, am I being or am I doing? And can I find balance between those two? Mm-hmm. pretty powerful what are you what are your thoughts on that Kate <laughs> I agree I think that it's a balance of being in the world today and also stepping outside of it because mm. these things are addictive they're so addictive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I great. definitely experienced that too <laughs> Oh, I, for those listening, I just grabbed my phone and flashed the screen, (laughs) but I noticed this during meditation. I'll be sitting. I'll be like, okay, I haven't meditated in a few days. I'm just going to start with five minutes and I'll peek my eyes open. I'm like, wow, some days I can't even go five minutes without feeling like I need to, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. I don't have so much to do that I can't take five minutes to just sit. I don't even have to quiet my brain. I can just like kind of put myself mm-hmm. in timeout. I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. Take some deep breaths. Imagine that there is a tree growing out of the base of my spine just grounding me in right now. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call meditation yoga of the mind. Because unless you're an ancient sage sitting in the caves in India or someone that's been practicing meditation for hours a day for years, you will not sit in meditation and find stillness. <laughs> Everything will get brought up, especially if you're not giving yourself time to contemplate. So there's contemplation and meditation. And I separate those two by contemplation is when you get to sit and take your mind to the dog park. You're, you have a scheduled time where you sit and you just let your mind run. If you're someone that is staying up late at night, not on purpose, but because your mind is spinning, it's because it needs to do that and you don't give it time to do that because you're stacking your day to the point where you don't have time to be with yourself and your mind is screaming at you. Hey, I have all these things I need to spit out because we were watching commercials and we were listening to a talk show and we were listening to conversations at the grocery store and your brain picks up like literally millions of bits of information every second. And if you don't take your brain to the dog park and let it just contemplate life, 
your brain will find a way to do it. And it'll probably be at a non-opportune time, like when you want to go to bed. And so contemplation, I think, is just as important as meditation. And for meditation, when I say yoga of the mind, that's sitting. It's, it's really a focus practice. You sit and when a thought comes in, you release the thought. And so my little thing that I do is when the thought comes in, I say, hello, goodbye. If I'm contemplating, I will say, hello, give me the information. What can I receive from you? What do I have to learn? Thank you. Goodbye. If I'm in meditation, I am working on focusing that to that central point of clarity, like behind basically a third eye, focus behind your, your forehead, about an inch. And when a thought comes in, this might be every 20 seconds, a thought comes in. And this is focus practice. Those of you that have ADHD, brain fog, can't focus, this is literally a tool. It's a brain tool. You can learn more about it online. There's neuroscientists and researchers and teachers that, that teach this focus meditation. And it's really just what everyone, not everyone, but what a lot of people do when they meditate. The thought comes in, you recognize the thought, you tell the thought not now, and then you see how long you can focus on the nothing or that little space behind your forehead or between your eyes or your wherever you want to focus your attention. It could be the, the root. It could be the tree growing up out of your head. Focus on one thing. If you are even having trouble with that, you can use your breath. Inhale, exhale. That can be your mantra. And every time something comes in that's not inhale or exhale, you say hello, goodbye. Or you can, if you want, go through the process of hello, what is the message? Thank you, I receive it. Anything else? Thank you, goodbye. It is yoga of the mind. And on that note, actually, I've done a lot of yoga and I've learned that uh, the, the sages do yoga before sitting and meditating because it is uncomfortable to just sit really, really still. And unless you exert your body before, it'll be more difficult. Um, but that's the point. It's practice. It's something you can practice. And I have. <laughs> Actually, this experience I'm thinking of happened in college when we were both going to Northern. I was so deep into meditation. I was like coming out of almost being a Hare Krishna. And I was able to sit and meet God in meditation. It was ridiculous, like totally sober, feeling in my body was otherworldly just from sitting and being. I have not achieved that in a very long time. Meditation takes practice. And just because you start now and get good at it, air quotes, good, doesn't mean the rest of your life is going to play out and be perfect. But it is a tool you can come back to and you can start using today. So I'm curious if you guys do this and have certain results or want to reach out, please do. Message me. Message Kate. Let us know how meditation is going for you, how uncomfortable it is, what's coming up. We'd love to hear. It's something that you can never be too old to start and it will help you it'll help you get to know you a lot better because it is literally just you having time with you. <laughs> do you have a, a practice like that for when thoughts come through when you're meditating? What do you do? I just also focus on the breath. That's been a the one to go. Yeah. Is that a doggy? I think so. Somebody just opened up my door. <laughs> oh, we have a dog on the last episode. Yeah. Focusing on breath and also um, sensation and body. I'll mm. just go through different parts of my body, feel what they're feeling. How is my pinky finger feeling and tapping into that? Or how is my big toe? Or how is my kneecap? Or just kind of doing that sensory scan on the body. Mm. Ooh. 
That's nice. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> that sounds calming. Yeah. So it's it's not focusing on nothing. I mean, it's really nice. It's like it's it's like sex when you can sit and completely lose your sense of like you're like hovering above your body or you're not even hovering above your body you're like in a different dimension just from sitting I mean that is like so amazing and it doesn't happen every time and it doesn't happen for everyone but there's things you can do to get to that point a little easier like after this call I'm actually going to go and do a sensory deprivation float for the first Mm -hmm. time I lost my mind in the float tank every other time it's been uncomfortable I've been meditating for over a decade and still I'm in this float tank and I'm just like, oh, like moving my body, cracking my back. Oh, it sounds so cool to crack your back underwater. Oh, wow. What if I move my hair like this? Then I'm like Ariel and the little mermaid and then I get salt in my eye. And like it was it was probably four or five floats until I got to the point where I was not counting down, not counting down the minutes to like having the 60 minutes be over. But th- those float tanks, I will say those are pretty, pretty awesome. It allows you to get into, it kind of forces you to get into that space of, okay, it's just me. There's nothing else to distract me because the float tank is the same temperature of your skin in the air and the you're floating, you're not, not touching anything, you're naked, it's dark. You can put music on if you want. Um, but yeah, that's like forced, forced meditation. Some people c- compare it to like a mushroom trip. I have not really experienced that yet, but um, it is pretty awesome have you done one of those I have just once in my life um probably 10 years ago oh really where yeah in Michigan actually oh Hmm. yeah um it was a really interesting experience because I thought uh I thought that somebody was like in it creating waves but it was just from like sensory oh. dip i don't i don't even know it felt wow. like a like a body hallucination like somebody mm. was in there like moving the water around it tripped me out <laughs> i was like wait wow. i don't feel like i'm creating those but it, I could, it felt like the whole space was moving that just brought me back to when you did my reiki level one because you guys we haven't mentioned this yet kate's also a reiki master <laughs> she's amazing and she came to Ann Arbor, bless your entrepreneurial soul, to host a rented out space above the bookstore to host a big group of people. I helped promote. And it was just me. <laughs> That's part of being an entrepreneur. Um, so I basically got a private level one. I did get a private level one. And I remember the first time I felt Reiki on my head, I asked you something along the lines of like, like, how are you moving your hands? Like, why are you moving your hands that way? Like, I felt like I was in a washing machine and she wasn't even touching me. (laughs) It was just the Reiki. So I'm wondering, Kate, if like, if you, if, if those waves you were feeling in the sensory deprivation tank were similar to kind of like the waves you feel from your hands, like that Reiki energy when you're um, doing a bodywork practice. Yeah, similar to that and also similar to a space that I get in my body in between waking and sleeping in this almost dream state of being really, really relaxed. Sometimes it, I've experienced this where it almost feels like a semi-truck is driving close by like that sort of like whoop, 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 sort of feeling in the body. And I think that's just from really deep relaxation. 
like some like a like a rumble strips or something yeah, kind like, of like a, that yeah mm, mm. Oh, this is getting me excited for my float and making me want to just go meditate I think this is where we'll we'll cut it you guys because you need to you need to just have some practice being and I'm feeling like if you haven't already stopped this to go meditate it's time <laughs> And if you feel like you don't have time, make time. You're in charge of your own life. Absolutely. <laughs> Kate, thanks so much for being here. And thank you so much for creating my soul song and for serving all of my podcast listeners with your beautiful voice every single time they come on and listen to the show. And if there will be links to get a hold of Kate, you guys, um, I just, I really can't recommend the soul song experience enough. I haven't done the sensuality coaching with Kate, but I have done life coaching with Kate and she is the real deal. She's not someone that's just going to go tell you what to do or tell the same thing to each person. She's highly intuitive. She's a Reiki master. She's a phenomenal musician, like literally one of my favorites. I really want you to turn that intro of mine into a song by the way because there's only so many times I can listen to it on repeat <laughs> but that's literally what Chris and I did after we got our soul song from you and you even you allowed us edits and like we didn't even really use the edits like you just you nailed it immediately and I've recommended you to people and they've loved you and the experience of doing the soul song with you was so fun I learned more about myself through sound like it's it's really difficult to explain and so I highly recommend just going for it and getting a soul song from Kate it doesn't have to be a podcast intro it can be the song that you listen to when you're ready to dance it can be the song that you listen to that reminds you of when you and your husband met and you guys put it on once a week to to dance in the kitchen I mean there's so many applications for this you can have it as a as a gift for people that come to your retreat and now they can listen to that song and remember your retreat there are so many different applications for this. And if you're feeling the call and the pull to work with Kate, do it. Do it. Reach out. Start a conversation. She'll tell you if she can help you or not. <laughs> Thank you so much, Madeline. It's been so sweet to share with you and have this conversation. And also thank you for supporting me in my journey, everything that you do. I just love that you're disseminating your wisdom and having conversations with really wonderful people on this podcast, helping everybody up-level their lives and businesses at the same time. Yes. Yeah, they are more intertwined than I would like them to be, to be completely honest. <laughs> but, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, how you live your life, how you do one thing is how you do everything, as annoying as that sounds and however many times you've heard it. It's true. It's true. Oh, thanks for coming on the show, Kate. We're going to have you on again. I have an idea of what I want to talk about next time. All right. And yeah, I'm excited to just uh, do a little catch-up call also after this. All right. Love you. Love Bye. you, girl. Love you. Hey, loyal listener. Please rate and review this podcast. Your feedback is needed and you matter. It would be an honor if you shared this with a friend. Send this episode to whoever pops into your mind first. It's like a little exercise on intuition and trust that that insight is the hand of God working through you to make someone else's life better today. 
visit themadelineshow.com to stay up to date on my free trainings and different offerings, including self-paced online programs that activate your mind and enhance your life. Who knows, maybe you'll find something today that completely changes your tomorrow. Tomorrow.